I know Warren never uh, loses his chance to take a pot shot when I'm not here, so I was fully expecting. I don't a, even uh, think that was a pot shot. Yeah, you know, I was fully expected some, you know, some kind of shot across the bow. But hey, you know what? I'm back here, ready to roll. And uh, what was surprising to me was the host country of France. There was French French families there with uh, uh, USA jerseys on, which I thought was pretty cool, pretty interesting. Why do <laughs> you, did you talk? Why were they? Uh, I guess you did. Do you know why they were wearing? Like American jerseys, are they, were they grateful for the help in World War II, or were they just uh, <laughs> were they just were they just cheering on the U.S. since they both have red, white, and blue? They stink so bad you can't even make it up. Now here, are your host of the short thing, Warren Shore and Ryan Silva. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this edition of The Shore Thing here on Talk Radio 1190. Back for another week, Warren Shore, here with Ryan Silva. Good show planned for you today. Obviously, going to talk about the Cowboys. That's going to be at 30 after the hour. We're going to touch in on the, check in on the Rangers, what they did at the trade deadline. And then in the fourth segment, got Ryan's question. Uh, see where he stands with the Premier League. And I think we know where he stands a week before. Now, a little, a a little update. Fresh update. All right, fresh update as the season's a week away, so that's good. As he will, he will be sailing the seven seas next week and will miss... <laughs> uh, miss uh, the first week. Uh, he's going on a poop cruise. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Could, <laughs> could be. Could turn into a poop cruise. Um, but so that's where so Ryan will be out next week. Uh, so we got that in the fourth segment along with his uh, question of the week. Uh, remember, subscribe, rate, review, and that's going to be on SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever else you may listen to your podcasts at. And I feel like in a couple weeks, uh, might tape it this Wednesday, but get a little college football yeah. season totals going on here. Start that off on our. So we do a during football season. We do a Pick'em show. So uh, we'll probably run that. We'll probably tape it this week before you go and run it when you get back uh, in the midweek. Because the first game is August 24th. Uh, Florida and uh, Florida and Miami play um, on August 24th. They moved that game up this year. So that should be a real doozy. They're playing in Orlando. Um, so that should be a good one. So we'll get that uh, out before the first week of the season. But how was your uh, how was your week, Ryan? Have you have you survived again? Second week in a row, the Kroger on Lebanon and Legacy out of claws. Ooh, tough. Actually, hit up Tom Thumb yesterday. Uh, got some black cherry claws. Yeah, how were they? Fantastic. Now we went with Truly. Got to get the Truly's. As I said, hard, hard, little hard seltzer talk here before yeah. we get into. I feel like the. The Trulies, after you haven't tried Trulies yet, have right? not. Yes, have more flavor. Hmm. Like I'm, I'm gonna have to try them. Then the hard claw, or then the white claw. I went, I went, uh, I went with the six pack. So last time that uh, I sent you the Snapchat of me with the white claws, I went with the Tall Boy, 19 ounce. Got a couple black cherry white claws, 19 ounce, two of them. But I went ahead and sprung for the six, the six pack of uh, I think they're like 12 and a half ounce cans. Yeah, not bad. Went ahead and put a couple down. Yeah, well, they're easy. before the wife and I went out on a date night, but you know. Yeah, you got to get the variety pack. 
Like some of them for the truly is the lime not very good. Yeah, the white claw the, the white claw lime is better than the truly lime. They got an orange one tastes like orange. If you're a fan of Sunkiss, pretty much like Sunkissed. Ooh. Oh really? So, okay, because yeah. I'm a Fanta fiend. Okay, so you might like it then. Fanta, it's close. It's like pretty close to that. Oof. I would say it not terrible. Um, and uh, a lot of people trash the like the raspberry or the whatever grapefruit or whatever yeah. the ruby grapefruit. I mean, I think that's one of the best flavors out there. I, maybe I'm. I think it's great. I don't understand the hate that that the, try that out. the grapefruit's getting. Yeah, you gotta go variety pack. I feel like okay, you gotta you gotta dabble in the variety pack. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take a step out real quick. Um, I know we like to stay away from stuff like this. Um, I know you know that my hometown I consider is Phoenix. Yeah, I was actually born in El Paso, Texas. Okay, so my mom is from my mom was born and raised in El Paso. Uh, all of my family, literally every single one. I have a ton of family here in Dallas, a ton of family in Austin, uh, all from El Paso, all grew up in El Paso. I still have family in El Paso. So thoughts and prayers to that entire city right now, um, you know, of the horrific uh, thing that happened yesterday. Been to Cielo Vista Mall hundreds of times. Can't even tell you how many times I've been to Cielo Vista Mall. Uh, I know something else happened in in Dayton, Ohio. I don't know how that how close that is That's to where you're from. Close. Okay. Oh, well, look, I'm not trying to downplay like what happened. No, no, I, yeah, no, I like I I didn't know, it's but you know, it, it's 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 been it's been a tough couple of 24 hours. Literally, yes. I was engulfed in my phone yesterday. Uh, luckily, my grandmother, she's okay. I have an uncle who is a commander of the police force. My grandpa is actually the chief of police in El Paso. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so everything is good there as far as my family goes, but thoughts and prayers out to, you know, as far as that can go, uh, you, you know, I know that's, that's the kind of the, what do you want to call it? Uh, uh, blanket coverage kind of statement that you can send out. You and I have po- different political views, but you know, as, as far as that, as far as stuff go, like that goes, you know, everyone's got to become at one yeah. and just, you know, it's been a tough 24 hours as far as that goes. And so just like I said, you know, heavy hearts the last 24 hours because of, of as far as uh, the uh, the unfortunate tragedy that happened in El Paso. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a terrorist attack that happened in El Paso. 100% it's it was not, a terrorist attack. It's uh, so if it people was a out there attack. Uh, don't agree with it, then you need to uh, maybe evaluate a lot of things. Uh, one of them needs to call what it is. One of them has doing the bare minimum. But seriously, call what it is a terrorist attack. And uh, it doesn't matter what race the gunman was or whoever it was it was a terrorist attack it, was. it doesn't matter it so it's called what it was and yeah no it was horrifying and uh i mean i don't know how far you down the road you want to go with this but i mean what i've been saying about this is once kids died in newtown six seven eight year olds yeah. got gunned down in elementary school things were never going to happen it, they're it, never going to change it should have changed right then and there and like i said as as far as said as your yours and I's political views we we both know we we differ but we we can come to agreement on the fact that we differ and but once once that happened in Newtown Connecticut something should have changed there it hasn't and maybe we need to start looking at the fact that it should um i'm for one like i said i don't know how far down the road you want to get here but i'm i'm for one maybe a personal personal uh, uh carry should be okay but anything outside of that where you can load a 50 clip mag 
You're for common sense gun reform like pretty much every single person out there except for the NRA. And these politicians uh, get lobbied by the NRA. The Republic, yeah. the conservatives say what it is. They get lobbied by the NRA and get a ton of money to run their campaigns. And that's how they vote is the NRA. And the NRA doesn't want any of this. So that's what it comes down to. If you can defeat the NRA, you're going to solve gun control issues. But the and, fact that the NRA funds so many politicians, it's never going to happen. Well, if much so like big tobacco. Much so like Big Tobacco. It's it's never – it's it's NRA and Big Tobacco are one in one. Well, you only need – you could theoretically need both chambers for one thing or have enough people to, uh, have a moral compass on one side change. Like that's that's what it turns out to be is yeah. enough people have a moral compass and, and realize that, you know what, if I, I told the constituents that I actually want to have change here, uh, I've, I've – went to serve my constituents and now how people are going to be safe because it could happen anywhere look you didn't think it was going to happen in el paso those people didn't think it was going to happen in dayton ohio the people in newtown didn't think it was going to happen there the people in florida at at, uh stoma douglas didn't think it was going to happen there the country singers that were in vegas that didn't think it was going to happen there the people last week in california at that garden city event didn't happen there because people in mississippi uh just two two or three days ago right after that too everywhere people go they don't think it's going to happen to them yeah it comes on some people depending to have a moral compass and figuring it out. And look, the take I'm not a take away all your guns guys, yeah. but uh, we might need to look into automatic assault weapons. Like, they're yeah. for military. We're not for this. Um, so, yeah, I feel like we're on the same thing. Personal carry, I'm fine with it. Like, I don't – to defend yourself, I don't have a problem with it. That's mm. fine. But uh, there comes – there definitely obviously needs to be changes. And I didn't mean to, like – hijack the thoughts and prayers into this no no but- no I, I, it's a conversation that needs to be had and i didn't mean to you know set off this 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 you know conversation but if you could pull a trigger and send out five shots at one time in half a second you don't need to have that gun the guy in dayton they got he was dead in under a minute and he still killed nine people and injured i think another 20 yeah it was a minute that's what under- i'm saying yeah that's the thing that is that is that is remarkable in that. But yeah, that was the uh uh we'll end it there. Yeah, I think yeah, you know, like I said, I didn't mean to send it down here, but you just it's a, it's been a heavy heart. Tons of family members that's I'm uh, not tons, I have a few family members still live there, but all of my family is still in El Paso and so I just just a, just a, a weird conversation to have, you know, even though we are a sports show and like to try to stay away from the political talk. Yeah, well, it's a uh, yeah. It's I mean the Dayton thing. I woke up this morning and I was like, "Oh my, what is going on?" And uh, uh, my parents, I mean, they heard me and they're like, "Oh, I bet it's like, but he's just finding out about this." No, I mean, yeah. He woke up and found out he lost a bet. No, I wouldn't use that language <laughs> to find out a bet. I would have stayed up to watch the bet. I was to watch it end. Uh, but that was it. All right, so we come back here on the short thing, talk radio eleven ninety. We will dive into the Rangers and see what they did at the trade trade deadline. A whole lot of nothing. So right. we'll get into that. What to look forward to in the second half for the or the de facto last two months of the season as the youth movement has arrived over in Arlington. So that's coming up next here on the short thing talk radio. We are back here on the Short Thing Talk Radio 1190. Warren and Ryan here with you. Coming up next, Cowboys, and we got three three uh, keys for the season and three concerns of the season. Uh, I want to say uh, 
I should have said this, but non-injury related. Obviously, injured. staying healthy is a huge concern. So this would be non-injury related. That's coming up next. Ryan has an update. We've got a break potential for a new update on the Premier League and his as his quest for a team goes on. And then we will have his question to finish off this segment as well. All right, the trade deadline was Wednesday afternoon. And the action really didn't get started until after 3 o'clock when the deadline was. And that was pretty much the Astros saying that if they win the if they don't win the World Series their season's going to be a failure. I think you would agree with that. 100%. Uh they have to they're definitely the favorite to make the World Series in the AL them and the Dodgers. But if they don't win the World Series, anything short of winning the World Series is a failure, I would have to say. Um but the Rangers, we kind of talked about it last week. I I said that I didn't think they were going to trade Minor or Lynn just because Minor hadn't been pitching great. But I just felt like the whole thing, the whole tenor for this season was building enough up for next season to be competitive in a new ballpark and potentially make the playoffs. So why would you trade one of your pitchers that's been pretty good this year, actually really good this year, and then having to still have a hole in the rotation going into next year with not being able to bring them back because they're not a free agent. So they stood pat. They didn't really trade anybody. They picked up a reliever, Nate Jones, who's been hurt. And then the DFAs and releases started coming on yesterday as Drupal Cabrera. They designated him for assignment. They designated the catcher Tim Fedorowicz for a assignment. They re- they released Carlos Tochi, who played last year, who really could never hit. And the young guys are up here, like uh, Luis Trevino and uh, Heineman. He's up here to, to play. And uh, so it's a youth movement for the last two months. Yeah, one thing that's been great for the Rangers is uh, the last 10 games, one guy that we've been hard on, and rightfully so, I believe, is Rugi. He's hitting over 360 for in the last 10 games. That's huge. We've been saying how he has been, the last probably year and a half, just been an absolute lost cause. Uh, Willie Calhoun, since he got called up when Joey Gallo got injured, he's hitting over 300. So that's been huge. They did trade away Chris Martin again for... If we're being honest, a bag of balls, uh, not a, not a big deal. So I think the fact that they stayed pat at this trade deadline, um, not a, not a bad move at all. I think we both said last week that if they did stay pat, we wouldn't be upset if they did trade away Mike Miner or Lance Lynn. Again, wouldn't be upset. But the fact that they are just just holding strong, staying steady, like hey, maybe next year, maybe the year after, we might have something cooking here. I think it was a good move for the Rangers, playing decent baseball right now. So nobody should be upset. They are kind of to quote Denny Green. They are who we thought we they were. Yeah, they're they're definitely hot and cold. But yeah, in the month of July, Odor eight home runs, twenty five RBIs, highest output or output on the season. Finally got that ops back up to nine hundred, which is really really good on base around just at three hundred. So could do use a little work. His walk, he's not taking anyone. He's I mean he's been a free swinger since he came in. I know, but there's got to be something he's got to figure out to take the walk. Second half of the season though, he's. He's been he's been solid as you said. So that's and he was starting to turn it around. I feel like before the All Star break, and we well, I was talking we talked last week about my disappointment in Mazar and not being able to take the next step. I think we expect more out of Mazara than Odor. Like everyone yeah. knows, Odor still has like the power. Like he takes any swing, it could leave the yard. Mm-hmm. I think you need we need to start looking at him as potentially just like the old Gallo with who will hit for a little higher average around like 220 or 230. Uh, and so whatever it was when he got the contract, whenever he was hitting, 
whatever he was hitting when he got his uh, big contract, that was in uh, 2017 when he had 30 bombs, back-to-back 30 home run seasons in 2016 and 2017. I just feel like those those years, and even then, 2017 he batted 204. The year before that, 271. I, I just that was, those are fine, but like the on base or the ops, which is on base and slugging, was just below 800, and 800 is considered above league average. He never he's never had an ops season above 800. So maybe we were like, we were expecting a leap forward from Odor, and it never happened. Never he took happened. a step back, and now we're trying to get back to that meet or to the average or whatever we expect of him. And so, like, these numbers are good to see. It's just I feel like expectations just have to be tempered by that. Tempered, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you're second baseman. You want to at least have him hit the Mendoza line. Oh, uh, yeah, I I totally agree. I, I I agree. He's above it now. I mean, he was batting, what, 130? <laughs> I remember we were talking about shows on 130 when he was hitting, like, 130, 140 in, like, May, like, the middle of May, and that's yeah. six weeks through the season. That's That's alarming. No, for sure. I mean, you look at the Rangers. They're in the top. 14 in team batting average on base percentage. They're in the top 10 in runs or eighth and home runs and slugging percentage. Again, another top 10 per- They're eighth at team slugging percentage. But then you look at their pitching 25th in ERA, 26th in batting average against as a team, and 26th as walks plus hits per inning pitch. So if they could bring in just one more starter, I feel like if they could have Lance Lynn, Mike Miner, and just one more key starter, you're looking at a possible contender here in the AL West. Well- I contender in the AL West to win the division? No, no, no. A contender oh. as far as making because the Astros are going to okay, be leaps okay, and bounds yeah, around yeah, yeah. everybody. I, I thought when you said contender in the AL West, I thought you meant like for the wild card. You meant contender for the wild card. Yeah, yeah, okay, contender yeah. in the wild. But get, uh, but also they, I, I feel like they could be sitting second in the for, West. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, above the Angels and the and the and the A's because nobody's really expecting anything from the Mariners. No, but offensively, this is a great. This is a very good, good team. club. Definitely very the, good team. Definitely the new approach that Chris Woodward's done, as we talked about, has helped a lot of guys out. Yeah. But your, those pitching numbers you just brought up, that is with two of the best pitchers in the league and that, this year. And, and I will say pitching above their probably what expectations. For sure, but still, those guys in pitching war are like two and three in the in the American League. Yeah. And they're 25th in ERA and, and, and that. So... You got two of the best pitchers in the league in the first half of the season. You're still in the bottom half, so that's why this off season. I don't want to get too much in the off season, but like they obviously need to add a potential front line or another top quality pitcher if they're going to have anything worth of contending for. But look, I'm I'm excited. Like I would say, this is fine to let the young guys play. Mm. Like Isaiah Kiner, uh, Falefa saw a bunch of him last year. I I just want out of this second half of the season Willie Calhoun to play every day because he's showing that he can mash. And hope Gallo comes back healthy and continues what he was doing before he got hurt and see what Trevino can do. And some of these other young guys, can they continue to go? Because they're like, they don't really have a lot of young guys in the lineup. It's Elvis, Odor, Chu's in his late 30s. I uh, guess uh, Gallo, when he's healthy, is still young. But the Shields feels like he's been around for four or five years. They they don't really have a lot of Logan Forsythe's out there, Hunter Pence. They don't have a lot of young position players out there know. other than Calhoun. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty old team. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, you have Calhoun, Gallo, Mazzara, uh, Andrews. I guess you can maybe put in the in – the, Young category, maybe because he's just because he he he's not. Bazaar is a young guy, yeah. And and Andrews, he's not young, but he has a ton of experience for his age. What is he sitting at thirty or thirty one? 
Uh, yeah, thirty. Old? But he can opt out after this year if he wants. If his and then you have Kiner Kalefa uh, or Kiner Falefa, whatever. Um, you know, Cabanaro. Another. That's another French. <laughs> another Cabanaro. Cabanaro. Yeah, <laughs> so and then uh, you know when uh, and and Guzman first baseman. You know, yeah, he, he got sent down though. He, yeah, right. He he needed he needed a little extra. Somehow. So you you know you have a decent young core that could produce. If you just get that that starting that the rotation cooking, obviously uh, the Rangers the Rangers have a have a pretty decent bullpen as well. You know, yeah. So if you can get that, you can get that the starting pitching and then that young core kind of rolling. You might be looking at a pretty solid ball team, much like I won't put it at the same level, but kind of how the Astros were four or five years ago. But you know, just a just a young team that is it can can get the ball rolling and win some ball games. Yeah, no, no, I understand what you're saying, but the thing of the Astros, they had every top pick, or they were well, yeah, like top yeah, they five. Had, yeah, Correa, Altuve, yeah. Springer, you know, they had a ton But of those guys, they were more, guys. they had the hot prospects names. The, like, the Rangers will get there in, like, two or three years, and then those guys can add to this. But, uh, yeah, it's, the Rangers go to Cleveland this week, so that'll be a tough series uh, against the Indians, and then i got to see where they go uh, after that, but... Look, if they can, I would say the goal now for the season would be to finish um, above five hundred. That yeah. should be, that should be what the uh, that should be the goal. Finish above five hundred. You're sitting at fifty six and fifty four. Finish above five hundred. Win a series against some good teams because you just you've kind of been beaten up on some like you just drilled Detroit. You just getting up on the dregs. Like you got on a road trip of Cleveland, Milwaukee, and Toronto. Two of the two of two. Teams in the playoff hunt, and then Toronto pretty bad. But then you got some good some teams good coming up. Next. Toronto's been playing some good baseball. They have, they though. have, yeah. So let's uh, finish carry. I hate saying carry momentum in the next season, but like, see, let's see these guys. Yeah, and the kids play well against some good teams. All right, coming up next on the short thing, talk radio eleven ninety. We'll get into the Cowboys. Little update on Zeke, if there is anything, and then top three keys and the top three concerns on the season. So that's coming up next here, short thing, talk radio eleven ninety. All right, back here, Talk Radio 1190. Warren here with Ryan. Ryan's going to be out next week as he goes on a cruise with the wife and the wife's family. You're going, do you remember where you're going? As when you first told me about this, you forgot. Yeah, yeah. You got two out of the three, I think. Yeah, no, I got all three now. We're going to Cosmel, Grand Cayman, and Jamaica. All right. Uh, so he's off next week. Uh, either Zach or Ish or someone someone will be in here next week. I actually um, may be able to make it in. I'm not sure. Well, well, you said you're driving down. Driving down to, to Galveston. Yeah, yeah. We're driving down to Galveston and then. Well, you yeah, you said you're leaving next Saturday for the cruise. Oh, next Saturday. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking in two weeks. Coming back. Two, yeah, coming back. I, I should probably be okay. Okay. <laughs> but next week I'm out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're yeah, I was right. like, my oh, bad. my what? bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so the Cowboys here. Uh, we got Zeke update. I don't think there really is anything more posturing this week. The, the Joneses are taking a weird turn on it. It seemed like they were close to it. I don't know how close to the deal was. And then they started listing off like, oh, off the field to concern. Jerry and Steven say, or Jerry says, we don't really need a superstar running back to win the uh, to win the Super Bowl. Everyone knows that. You can get another running back. Like They've been playing a little bit of hardball here. So that's really where it stands. He missed practice again today. And no, I don't think end is really inciting this thing so far. 
Yeah, no, I don't think so either. I think I think uh, Zeke is probably holding steadfast on getting a new deal. I think the Cowboys are probably holding steadfast on not giving Zeke a new deal. So I th- we or, might- the, or the Cowboys are holding steadfast on not making him the highest paid running back in the league. Yeah, I mean maybe that's because that's what Zeke wants. But I think I think I think that it's one and the same. Like you said, that's what Zeke wants. But I think yeah. I don't think he's going to agree to a deal until he's the highest paid. And I don't think the Cowboys are going to make a deal to make him the highest paid running back. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. All right, so we got more time to cover on that on next week's show. And if there's any more developments, it's pretty much the same thing. We covered it last week. Look, I think we both agree. I think the reason for do you start concerning? Say we get uh, like that. Wednesday or Thursday before week one, yeah. and he's not in camp. Like he could sit out the whole preseason and still be fine. Yeah, I, no, no, I I agree. Especially, well, I think I think some preseason is is like needed just for that quote unquote football shape. Just you know, just yeah, getting yeah, hit, yeah. just getting used to getting hit and things like that. So you know, we shall see before week one actually gets underway. But I I do think Zeke needs to get maybe. I mean, a but couple he's in Cabo. Snaps. He's yeah. working out in Cabo. Working out, quote-unquote. It's where he went when he got suspended. He came back pretty good. True. Yeah, you know, so, yeah you're right. You're right. Um, but, yeah, so, all right, we're going to shift to our top three keys for the Cowboys season. I feel like we're going to have probably the same we things. Could, maybe, maybe. And top three concerns. Okay. One of them I don't think for concerns. I don't think I don't think we have it on it. Okay. Uh, for keys, I really I only have two keys. I couldn't really think of a third. <laughs> I was thinking of it, so maybe if one comes to me thinking of it in the segment and we're taking like obviously injuries if like Dak gets hurt or like big time injuries off the board like we can't just say stay healthy well right. obviously you need to stay healthy to do well um my first key we'll we'll do number one one and then two two and we'll do that okay. so my first key to the season is Jason Garrett actually letting Kellen Moore run the off. Is that yours? Yeah. Actually running the offense that he wants. Well, it's fine. Look, this is fine. Yeah. Actually running the offense that he wants to do because why should Garrett? He's He's been in this forever, and he's really going to let a dude that was a quarterback's coach last year just come in and change Garrett's whole offensive philosophy and let him run it. I have a, I have a hard time uh, fully that Garrett's fully going to commit to 100% Kellen Moore's offense and if letting him call all the plays and everything he wants um for for the the season. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh that was that was going to be my first one is Kellen Moore taking hold of this offense and the play calling. Like you said, I mean, he was he was started out as a as a backup quarterback, moved to an offensive uh not a specialist, but you know, kind of what what what's the word you want to call it? um Offensive assistant, I guess, and now yeah. he's just going to be calling the plays and and spearheading this offense, an offense that we've seen have plenty of success with Zeke uh, last year. Obviously, we saw it once once Amari came over, Mari Cooper came over, and then now that we're going to be integrating Jason Witten back into the offense, it's going to be huge. I think that's that's a big key too. Is is not only Jason Garrett letting Kellen Moore take over and just having full control, but also Kellen Moore just doing a good job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like making the right calls. That's going to be huge for this this Cowboys offense and the Cowboys. He definitely has a lot of innovative ideas. If you listen to like people have gone back and listened to the Gruden quarterback camp and like he had a lot of innovative stuff there. And in his interviews, he said he's got a lot of innovative ideas. So it's just using, use getting kind of out of the archaic way of, of thinking that they had with Scott Linehan and then, Seeing what they can, seeing what can happen with Kellen Moore. All right. So, what is your second uh, 
What's your second key to the season? My second key to the season is the secondary playing up to par. Okay. So obviously Byron Jones is going to be a huge part of this, but just we saw last year the secondary was very lacking. The, uh, a good defense. I mean, obviously you have Demarcus Lawrence. Obviously the uh, front four is really good. The front seven really in in totality is is really good. You know, obviously you have uh, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, Jalen Smith playing really well, David Lee. If, Sean Lee, there. <laughs> at least I cut myself there. Sean Lee, as long as he can stay healthy, obviously he, he, you know, I, and we said we were going to keep injuries out of there. But if he can stay in uh, the starting rotation or starting lineup of that linebacker core, just the front seven is going to be the front seven is going to be good. Now the secondary. That's where I really think is going to be huge for the Cowboys and and seeing some success and being successful this season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I can see that definitely. The safeties mainly. Right. Uh, are yeah. the concern because yeah. Xavier Woods, Jeff Heath is okay. Those guys were fine, and then they only they brought in uh, George Iloka, who's a veteran. So definitely, safety play was an issue last year for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, and Byron Jones is going into a contract year, so you got to expect him that he's gonna he's got extra incentive to, to get ball out. Yes, to to get that money to secure the bag, as the kids say. <laughs> Uh, these days, my second concern or the key, excuse me, is the uh, interior line. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we all know about the line, how g- great it is. Um, but Travis Frederick missed a year of football. We all know with what he had as disease. All, all things considered, hurting uh, or heard coming out of Oxnard, he's okay. He's fine. He's got his strength back, but missing a year of football for that and coming back, I'm a little concerned by it. And then Zach Martin, I'm. This back injury, I know this kind of goes into the injury thing, but still, if he's going to be playing hurt, not injured, right. it's <laughs> I still feel like uh, it's not an ideal situation. So the interior line, and then remember, Connor Williams last year at the left guard position was getting torn up, torn up. So if if not everybody's in sync in the in the interior unit, I I feel like that's pressure up. Up the middle is where all quarterbacks feel it the most. Not on the edge they could step up, but up the middle, I'm concerned about the interior line. Yeah, so that's actually going to be my third one is the interior line, but I'll go ahead and shift a little bit to Dak. Just okay. Dak, you know, handling handling that pressure from up the middle. Obviously, the guy can move. He can make plays with his legs. Having a full 16-game season with Amari is going to be huge. I'll be interested to see how much Jason Witten is a factor in this offense. Um if I'm being completely honest, I don't think he's going to be a huge factor. I think he's going to be more so of a safety net on a third and seven, on a you know second and eight, whatever it may be. Just kind of move the ball a little bit, maybe move the chains. I don't. I really don't think maybe blocking a little bit or calling out schemes uh, as as a blocker. I don't think Jason Wynn's going to be huge. Maybe you can tie that into is my my third key. But I think Dak is really going to have a lot to prove this season. Although you know he's been he's been a really good quarterback. Um, I just think Dak is going to have to have kind of step up and see. I mean, like I said, Amari Cooper is going to be his go-to guy, and we'll see how he how Michael Gallup in, integrates into this offense. He was great last year, he, or he was really good last year as a deep threat. And so we'll just see how how Dak can kind of use those other options outside of Amari and outside of Jason Witten. Even though Jason Witten might but might not be a game changer for the Cowboys offense. Yeah, my. No, that's that. We'll get to the receivers. That's uh, okay. coming up for me. Uh, my third key is going to be Robert Quinn. Okay, they finally they paid Demarcus Lawrence big money. Yeah. So this is kind of uh, 
I guess you could say the edge, but mainly Robert Quinn. You finally got another bona fide pass rusher on the other side that's actually not suspended, and Randy Gregory actually plays. He's given them $10, $12 million this year to come off the edge and be so you can't double-team Demarcus Lawrence. So Robert Quinn is a key for me for the season. All right, what is your first concern of the uh, of the season? But it's got to be Zeke. Yeah. I mean, I would... it's 100% got to be Zeke. Let's see what he can. Let's see a if he is there week one, and b if he is there week one, what's he going to? What how 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 long has does he have to prepare for week one? How long is he going to be there? So I mean, that's that's one hundred percent got to be my first concern. See, I didn't have Zeke on my concerns at all. Really? Yeah, because I one I probably forgot about him as a concern. <laughs> I just thought you said that, but I don't. I don't think he's. I would be shocked if he misses a game. Really? So I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna miss the game. I don't think so either. But it's just like how much preparation, that's, how long okay, is he yeah. gonna be holding out until week one? That's fine. I don't think that's not really my concern. All right, kind of got to pick up the pace here on the concerns. My first concern is I went with Robert Quinn as a key. My concern is the defensive line, the interior defensive line after Antoine Woods. Uh, Malik Collins is okay, but. I'm not really sold on any of the backups, really, Tyrone Crawford or Chris Covington. To me, those the interior line after Antoine Woods is a concern for me. What's your second concern? I guess the concern is the tight end position. Tight yeah. end was huge for the Yank or excuse me, for the Cowboys last season. The fact that Jason Witten is coming in and again filling that spot, who knows what he's gonna be able to do. So that, that's another concern for me and see how uh integrated he is into this offense and how dynamic that tight end position can be. My second concern is the depth of wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, after Amari Cooper, you got Randall Cobb. He's a slot guy. Michael Gallup. Uh, the your, your only other outside on the outside is Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown. Who? Uh, Noah Brown went to Ohio State. Played last year as a rookie, so he's okay. He was okay. He made some nice plays, but Gallup, like you said, needs to progress. He had a nice season last year. Mm-hmm. The wide receiver position is. Outside of Mari Cooper, a little bit of a concern for me. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, like I said, I, I mentioned it in my keys was was the key of Amari Cooper being that dynamic person, that dy- dynamic player, and Michael Gallup having to progress. So I, I wholeheartedly agree. We saw Randall Cobb. I guess we could probably say fall off a little bit with the Packers last season. You know, he had some injury concerns. He's been hurt. He's yeah, been hurt exactly. a lot. He's, he's been, he has been injured. So we'll see how he can regroup and how he can uh, kind of progress as a receiver in, at, when he's healthy in this offense. What's your uh, last uh, concern? Again, got to be a secondary. All right. And then my final concern is to play off your tight ends, but it's uh, Jason Wynn's hair. <laughs> Are we going? Is he going to stay as bald this year? What's, I don't hate that. What's the what's the deal? What's the deal with the hair throughout the year? I guess we is he going to rock a hat on the sidelines? Is he going to go bald on this? Like, what's the hair is a concern? I'll get okay. I got one concern. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to anyway. Huh. Julia making the Cowboys. Well, I don't think we should say that. I don't know if you're allowed to say that. Uh, we'll maybe see. we shouldn't have said that. But uh, <laughs> just overlook that if you heard that. Uh, that's hey, not it's not official yet. Not official. Not official yet. So uh, all you right, watch episode one. I did not. I forgot to record it. Did you? I did. All yeah. right. I'll have to go watch it. She's all see. over it. Really? Yeah. See, I knew she was. I got to go back and watch it. All right. Coming up in our final segment on the Shore Thing, Talk Radio 1190, Ryan has an update for us on his hunt for a Premier League team, and we'll also get his question of the week. So that's coming up next here on the Shore Thing. Let's go some commas. Do this, Yeah. 
All right, back here, Short Thing Talk Radio, 1190. Warren and Ryan here with you. Uh, the Premier League is one less than a week away. It starts Friday night, Liverpool and Norwich. So I've, I, I haven't pressured, peer pressured Ryan into getting a team, but with the amount of soccer talk that happened in May, when I described it and then the Women's World Cup, I guess he's decided to pick a team, as we said. So he narrowed it down to five teams. What, uh, what do you... What 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 are the five teams or what is the update we have in the uh, Premier League search? So, so Arsenal is off the table because I root for Arsenal, and yeah. I think Liverpool is off the table because your buddy, our our friend Micah, roots for Liverpool. Correct? Yeah, and and they're they're kind of a heavy favorite right now, right? For just they, Liverpool's one and two to win the league. They're they're slight underdogs behind Man City, but yeah, they're it's a two horse race for the title. Okay, so the top five are Everton, uh, Newcastle. Uh, Wolverhampton, Chelsea, and Austin Villa. Yes. Or Aston Villa. There you go. Leaning towards Everton. Okay, yeah. I think they're the favorite right now. And just the fact that they signed newcomer, maybe not newcomer, but 19-year-old. Moise Keane. Moise Keane (laughs) from Italy, the striker, 19 years old. Yeah. A uh, $33.5 million uh, transfer fee. Yes. Yeah. So, so no, so the, he's he's good. He's been linked to a bunch of the top. And uh, they signed a new coach, I believe, or excuse me, new manager. No, the manager's the same. It's is Silva. It? Okay. All right. Perfect. I mean, that, um, that, that, that was what. Remember, that was one of the reasons why he said Marcus Silva. one of the reasons, yeah. Um, and the blue unis. I mean, love blue. Yeah. So, look, the Premier League is red or blue. So, you pretty much pick your red, your blue. Wolves is yellow. A couple teams are Claret and whatever. Aston Villa is like a uh, periwinkle kind They're, of. They call it Claret and Claret and Blue. Same thing as like West Ham. Okay. Um, but yeah, Moise Keane, Big Everton's been spending the cash. You know, this and as a Yankee fan, you love to see it. Well, they got some, they got some new owners or something. They have been spending the cash. I was like, man, how do they keep getting all this money? Is Arsenal's over here trying kind of pinching pennies? Pepe, huh? Pepe. Well, we did get Pepe. Finally announced Pepe. Uh, but uh, Everton also just got a new stadium. Or announced a new stadium. Check out their Twitter. It's like on the uh, water in Liverpool, and it looks pretty awesome. It looks. I'm telling you, they're 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 in the they're in the pole position. Okay, right now. they play they play uh, Sunday. Yeah. I think they play Wolves on Sunday. They do. Yes. Um. So yeah, what you're gonna do? So are you still doing the betting thing or not? Still going to. Okay. I'm still going to do. It. I'm gonna put probably twenty five dollars on each one. You yeah. Know, a small bet. Uh, but I'm I'm telling you, Everton is is in the pole position. I right think now. that's a, I think that's a good I think that's a good choice. They're they're always the uh, 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 team. You're like, oh, this is a year. There's big the big six. It's the okay. big six teams. It's Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, uh, United, and now Tottenham. Okay, those are like the big six. You got to kind of crack into. I heard Tottenham's been like on the down. No, 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 no. They're they're uh the Hotspurs, right? Yeah, they've been okay. they're they've been on the up and up. Mm-hmm. But uh so like those are kind of like the big six. You gotta break into and Everton's everyone's like, Oh, this is the year Everton's breaking into this the big six, or they're gonna get top four, which is Champions League, which is what everyone wants. Mm-hmm. Um so this could be they're looking pretty solid this year. They always they get out to a terrible start. Um but love to see it. No, but I would say Everton is a good thing. They're arch rivals with uh, Liverpool, um, so you get that, and they they uh, they should be playing exciting. They got a lot of good young uh, 
you could attach. You said you wanted a player to attach to. Yeah. You got Moise Keenan. Moise Keenan, yeah. Uh, Moise Keenan? No, Moise Keen. Moise Keen. Moise Keen. Still learning. And then you got Rick Harlison from uh, Brazil, who was their big guy. One more time? Rick Harlison. Rick Carlison. Yes. Okay. Wow. Uh, from Brazil? Yeah, from Brazil. Wow. So I wouldn't uh, expect that. Yeah, he was their big guy last year. So season starts on Friday. It's They have the shortest offseason. Yeah. They finished That's May. one thing that I haven't been able to wrap my head around for soccer is the offseason, how short it is. It's very short, and we think NBA free agency is nuts. The transfer windows, they call it, which they can do transfers, is you pay a club money to buy the player. Yeah. Then you've got to give the person a new contract. It is some of the wild. It, it, LeBron James would be linked to a move like every summer. Like, oh, he's going to move away this. They're like. But they also have like rentals, which I wish the I, loans, or yes. the loans, the loans, which I wish U.S. leagues would agree would, would adapt that the, NBA or MLB the trade deadline. You loan a guy, you get a guy for a season or the end of the season. Yeah, like I think that's you great. think like okay, say the Packers are out and then somebody puts Aaron Rodgers on loan. Like, are you kidding me? But they have a deadline, for right? The, yeah, right. Say, say so. Say like who can who could we throw out there? How uh, about in baseball this year? Look. uh did the Diamondbacks really want to trade Zach Greinke away for the next three years? No. Probably not. To think, to they probably didn't want to do it, so they could do a loan move for give the Astros in this season, and they Some, still make like what, like fifteen million back or something. Depends like that? on the contract. Usually they'll pay the contract, mm-hmm. but then sometimes they'll give them an option to buy. Yeah. So like you could get a guy an option to buy this player back for you for the end of the year and do that. So, um, I think that would be huge. It would be a pretty awesome. It would be pretty awesome. All right. So what is your uh? What is your uh, question? So I can't take full credit for this. I kind of stole this back on Wednesday. Uh, I, I can't remember where I saw it. I did see it on Twitter. If It's football season. We did have uh, the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. Off to a hot betting start. That Likewise. was a- So you had you had the Broncos oh, last year. Yeah. I had um, I had the under. Thank God. Please. And I, if you're going to say you took the over, I was might have walked out. And I had the Falcons plus a half at halftime. They tied, right? No, 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 that was a winner. No, but I, I mean, like, they were tied. They were, the they were, was it was 7 7, yeah, at halftime, but since we got that extra half. Yeah, yeah. So, agreed. Total winner. But, uh, so here's my question If you could take one player and clone him to play all 11 positions in the NFL, who would it be? One player to play all 11? Yeah, but you could clone him to play all 11 on offense, on defense. So, I guess 22 positions. Uh,. I would say I got two guys. I'm wondering. I'm interested to see if you could. I'm thinking one. Uh, one would be Miles Garrett. Oh wow! Okay, because he's six five, like two seventy. Yeah, and he can run like a four, a four, uh, like four five or four, like four. a four five, which is still pretty good. Yeah. Um, you obviously have no issues seeing over the offensive linemen all the same height. Uh, Miles Garrett. All right, what's your, I got to think of another. So my number one was JJ Watt. Okay. Because we've seen him chuck the ball in warm-ups. We've seen him catch the ball as a tight end. Um, I think just... Oh, are we talking, like, actual, like... I thought we were just looking for, like, size or, like, actual ability, too. Oh, yeah, ability, okay, too. Okay. Yeah, ability. You got to, he's playing all 11 okay, positions. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, J- we'll just run the ball with Miles Garrett. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, triple option him. <laughs> okay. So, J.J. Watt was my number one. That's, that's who I just was like, all right, he can chuck the ball. He can catch the ball. He's probably going to be able to block... He, we've seen him in coverage. We've, he can definitely play linebacker. Imagine a safety at 6'6", 260 or whatever he is. Yeah. And then, obviously, 
I mean, there's no question as a as a as a down lineman. And then my number two was Saquon. Okay. I guess those those quads. Yeah, absolutely, Quadzilla. Quads, yeah, quads. I mean, those things are. Those things are huge. All right. So. And then my number three, I'll, I'll throw this out there. Number three, like a like it was like one like JJ Watt, Saquon Barkley, and then a little ways down there, Odell. Yeah, no, Odell can chuck it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think one of but mine the size would have as far to, as like blocking. Yeah, yeah. You know. I think one of mine would have to be Cam. Cam Ooh, yeah, Newton. That's that's not a bad pick. He's also six five, two fifty. Uh, I mean, he's got speed. And then uh, maybe, I don't know how good he could throw the ball, but the guy's an absolute physical specimen. Uh, David Njoku, I know I'm going, I'm not trying no, to play Browns going, heavy, yeah, but the guy is like 6'5", and he's just blazing down the field. I'm like, you could play linebacker. Yeah. You could play safety. Yeah. Uh, but I would say Cam and Miles Garrett. Like, I mean, Cam Cam is a. I didn't even think of Cam. I think Cam is a really good pick. Pre, not shoulder, not pre 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 shoulder injury. Yeah. Pre shoulder injury. I think I think Cam is a really good pick. I think I think Cam and JJ Watt are probably one and two. What about Aaron Donald? Because he's just a freak athlete. Yeah, I was thinking. No, I was thinking about him. But I just don't know about the quarterback ability. Agreed. Agreed. That might be another one. You just got a three yards in a cloud of dust on the field. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, that was, that was a good. Uh, what do you think? I mean, look, I don't want trying to play Homer here, but uh, what about Dak? I mean, no, you don't think so? No, he's a good size. That guy's he's built a good size. I just don't know athletic wise if he could be. I a, mean, he could hurdle some dudes if he's he a, could be a corner or a safety. Maybe a safety. He could probably be a safety, but I just don't know about corner. Well, that's fine. Is him playing safety will cover up his mistakes at cornerback, so you're fine there. Yeah, good point. Think really good point. It. Really good. So then, what about Zeke? Then what about Zeke? he's a little chunky. You, okay, so linebacker down chonk? down lineman, he's chonk. I think Zeke could. I think I would put Zeke above Dak. Uh, I I don't know. I wouldn't do that. Really? I Zeke can't throw. I mean, he can, I mean, he can throw punches allegedly, but I don't know if he can throw. <laughs> I don't know if he can throw. I don't know if he can throw. Uh, throw football. Yikes. <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson. Maybe, but that, I feel like because you think he's too skinny. But 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 you think quarterback, running back, wide receiver, definitely corner and safety. So that's no, that's it. That's five. So what the only thing you're leaving out is O line and D line and linebackers. All right, who is the? Uh, all right, so we got about thirty seconds left. Who is your number one? As we started rattling off foot players, who is your number one and who is your number two? JJ and Saquon. Okay, my number one, Cam. Yeah, my I like that. Two, I like that. I like that campaign. My number two is Miles Garrett. I I think those are both. I really think good those picks. two are really good. We'll beat you with size, and uh, that's that is where we settle on that. But if we went, what if we went JJ versus Cam Newton? Cam Newton is offense and defense. JJ <sighs> pretty like, good. Like I mean, we might have to Madden simulate. This. I got I got the new Madden. We, so might, we might have, have to, have to figure this. it out. We might have to figure it out. Sorry, no Madden codes for anybody out there if you're listening. All right, X-Y-G-T. thanks. Y G T. All right, thanks everybody for listening to the show. Ryan, have a good cruise next week, thanks, and man. we will talk to you next week here on Talk Radio 1190, the Sure Thing.